How do you do? Tired. Tired. It's that time of the month again. Um, yeah, talking... I've just been dragged out of my pit to come and, it and is, speak it is a shit, pit. basically. It is a pit, guys. Well, yeah, my my partner has broken her leg, so I'm without housemaid at the moment. <laughs> Does she listen to these? <laughs> no. You Thank God. Not that. I'm going to play her this now. You fucking wait, lad. Um, no, uh, yeah, so I've just been woken up. Yeah, he's been up for several hours. I, I've been up for nearly twelve hours already. I was up uh, at six o'clock this morning because I had to take Mrs. to work. I was I was up at six o'clock this morning. You know, I just finished the night. Shift. I was going to say you were rolling in from work, were you? Um, I didn't get to sleep till about half nine. Oh. Um, but no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fun today. I think we've mm. um, we'll start off with the films as we normally do, but um, we are gonna recap on a couple of games. Yep. Talk about what's coming out in gaming land uh, which isn't a lot this month guys no um, it really isn't <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so we've got the same same format as usual basically guys at the yeah, end of the day you should know by now you know a couple of films a uh, couple, of, couple game. of games and some crap out the metro and that's that's where we like to keep it I don't think we're going to change this format for a, a not, long not, time not for this anyway like we said there's some might be some other things we might, we, coming we might, in we, the yeah we might do some other some other podcasting um, we still need to sort it, out a live stream at some point. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a live stream to to come out as well. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll jump straight into filming. Yeah, because uh, we know that we keep taking two or three hours of your time at the moment yeah, rather than the, just the hour. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with films now. In filming land, there's not a lot coming out this month again. Um, there's a documentary coming out on the 1st of March. I think it was the 1st. Was it the 1st? Yeah, first. March the 1st. Um, called Apollo 11. That's a uh, an in-depth documentary regarding the moon landing. Uh, there'll be Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, all of them talking. Um, so if you're interested by the moon landing, it, it's an interesting thing to watch. I mean, I've been watching uh, a bit of a show, um, and it's a bit like Porn Stars, but it's all the moon. It's well, it's not all the moon. It's all space. Yeah, yeah. McGuff. and it, it it's cool, but it, it's not my. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I think my I, greatest love. I think that because Apollo Eleven is such an iconic moment in history mm. <clears throat> uh, from the launch which was a success yeah um, to the to the actual landing of the moon um, and so on it's one of those things you're either interested or you're not yeah I mean on um, thing- I'm I'm at the moment heavily into documentaries mm. um, that's pretty much all I'm watching at the moment is documentary after documentary yeah. so it might be something that while I'm at work I stick on to have a listen to I mean because uh, I, I treat on, a lot of documentaries like podcasts yeah you just you stick can, them on you can just you can just listen to them yeah I mean I, on this thing I watched it was I think it was Apollo 9 this woman spent $25,000 mm. on a, on the uh, flight plan and she ended up making something like a hundred and something thousand dollars and it was like you what? For the flight plan. Yeah. It was mental. Um, so but moving on away from... Sp- well, no. Well, no, no. No, not really. Moving on away from space, but um, I'm wrong. So, yeah. So, then on the 8th of March, we've got the um, next Marvel film, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson is going to be coming into this as uh, one of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. 
I mean, she um, is. She is. Fair of course. Now, this is an origin story of Marvel of Captain Marvel. So this isn't going to tell you anything mm. about Avengers Endgame. It'll probably Maybe my guess the is end scene. My guess is either the end scene or they wait until the credit scenes. Yeah. To um, show you her buzzer going off and it coming. She from... looks down and goes. Okay. Time to Earth, get going. Earth's in trouble, yeah. and that's Fury calling. Um, this is set in the eighties. I believe seventies or eighties. Seventies or eighties. Uh, so we that, a young. We also... That means this is going to be another Marvel film with an amazing soundtrack, yeah. like Guardians. And you know it is because they can't set a film in the eighties without it having an amazing oh, soundtrack. No. Um, you also uh, in this we are getting <clears throat> a slight uh, origin for Nick Fury as well. Uh, we get the younger Samuel L. Jackson and before he became director of Shield. Yeah. Um, um, He's just an agent at this point. Yeah, and it does look as though we are... He, I mean, he has both eyes in the trailers, so um, I would say odds are we're going to figure out how... Uh, how he loses How he eye. loses the eye, and I've just mucked my glasses up. Um, Fucking hell. But no, I, I mean, as we, as we know, Captain Marvel is beyond powerful. She yeah. is ridiculous in the amount of power that she has. Um, unsure how they're going to bring that to the screen. They might not show us her full potential because we know that with like Guardians for instance we haven't we've only just touched upon the potential of Star-Lord yeah um, um, we, Thor it's taken three films yeah. to get Hulk, there we've not even scratched the surface of what he yeah, can do yeah I mean Hulk is but I don't see them doing another Hulk film no I don't I think Hulk um, is going to remain and the, I think um, and as much as I'd like fiddle as much as I'd like to see another uh, as much as I'd like to see a Hulk film Hulk is one of those heroes that works better when he's with another person. Yeah. So when it was Thor Ragnarok was for me Hulk's best movie. Yeah. Um, and you could say it was a, a Thor and Hulk movie. Yeah. No, I, I um, personally would have called, I would have retitled the movie um, if, if you want the, the honest truth. I mean, obviously, I think they kept it as Thor Ragnarok because it was mainly about Thor and obviously Ragnarok happening, but it is Thor and Hulk. I, I think you could have gotten away with calling it Thor. I think you could have honestly uh, gotten away with doing, um, for, uh, uh, literally calling it, I don't know, Thor v Hulk and still having enough hype around it. But then they could have, then everyone would have gone, oh, it's going to be another fucking Batman versus Superman. It's going to be crap. I mean, that, rah, that, rah, that, rah, that rah. may be why they didn't call it that. Yeah, it could it could be that. You know, you may, know what I mean? maybe that was a working title at one point and then they saw Batman v Superman and went, no! No, 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 <laughs> let's move that. Um, <laughs> what no, are we calling I mean, it, guys? I mean, I think uh, Captain Marvel should be a good film. Um, She's fighting the, uh, the scroll. It'd be interesting to see um, Brie Larson in this film because it's another film once again and we've, we've been going on about this for the last few months now. Strong female leads. Yeah. And, you know, I think Brie Larson has the potential to be a really strong female lead in this film and I think that it's going to um, be an interesting one to watch. You, you want to know what I'm getting, I'm getting sick of with her though? Everyone's, uh, you know, because of uh, Black Widow being very voluptuous. Yeah. You know, Scarlett Johansson is a very beautiful woman and quite and, voluptuous. And yeah, <laughs> even in real life, she's and and uh, quite people, easy. people are knocking that Brie Larson doesn't have that, and I'm stood there going, Brie Larson's a, a whole different kettle of she's fish. She's a she's an ex RAF pilot. Yeah, she's ex military. So the um, Scott uh, there. Scarlet Witch? No. Um, Black Widow would have never gotten 
the opportunity to do that because she is voluptuous and they would have said, no, I'm sorry, your uh, assets are And also not she has to be beaten and tortured a, a, to take orders by the fucking Red Room. Yeah, and she's not meant to be the sex symbol. She's just meant to be fucking Carol, powerful. Carol Danvers is a sex symbol in her own right. Yeah, Captain Marvel I mean, is a sex symbol in her own right. Don't get me wrong, right. I think she's fucking hot, um, but I'm sick of people saying, she's not, why didn't she they is mil- She is a military woman, yeah. so everything everything in her mindset is military. Yeah. She ain't got time for shit. I can't wait until, you know, when they do reset the timelines, because we know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, it's got... Um, when they do reset the timelines, I can't wait for Captain Marvel and Star-Lord to be about with each other. Yeah. Because there's going to be flirting. And with fucking Tony Stark as yeah. well. There's going to be a lot of shit going on. And I can, I, I've got it in my head. Tony's going to make some sort of like semi-sexist type, as he normally does. Bang! And, and Bree's just going to look at him like, the fuck are you talking yeah. to? And this is what I'm I'm waiting for. And but, this is yeah, she, I'm looking she is hot, to. but stop demanding that she be... But... In the same respect, I'm actually really glad that they're doing this a in the Hollywood right... Hollywood sexy. But, uh, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing it this way round in terms of timeline. Because yeah. they could have they could have literally gone, right, what we'll do then is we'll get Avengers Endgame out. People can meet Larson yeah. and whatnot. We can get Carol Danvers in it and we can get Captain Marvel winning the day. And then do her origin story. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happier that they're doing it this way because. But that's what realistically, with... Captain Marvel, although well known in the comic book world, isn't probably as well known as your Thor's, oh, your no. Spider Man's, your Hulk's, your Iron Man's. Certainly not. So, and I, I think that's why they had to do it. I, this I way. think they've also done it this way because it, it does play off the other characters as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we had the origin films before the Avengers films, which was a good thing. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really good film. I think it's going to set us up solidly for Endgame. Yeah. Uh, and Endgame, by the way, guys, don't worry, is something we will definitely talk about. Endgame's probably going to be its own special after we've been to watch it. Yeah. To be fair. Um, it's gonna Or it's going to take a good chunk of work. I mean, to be fair, you, this year, once again, is going to be very Marvel heavy. Yeah. There's um, a lot to talk about in the Marvel Universe. Um, there's a few Marvel films out this year. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be one of those things that we're going to keep touching on and keep talking about. So if you don't want to listen to it, sorry. <laughs> uh, that, we do. That's we want to talk about and it. That's yeah. what we've been given. Um, another film we've got coming out on the 15th of March. Um, this is one called Wonder Park. You might not have heard about it. Um, it's a, it's going to be a kids' film, I believe. It is one for your kids again. Um, now, this is the idea that this little girl. Um, has wandered off into the woods sort of thing and finds this amusement park. This amusement No, park, it's not a Goosebumps story. Uh, this amusement park um, is magic, basically. Um, and basically, she runs this park with all these magical animals. It looks interesting. Um, it does look like it's going to be one of those feel-good family films, something to watch uh, with the kids. Or when you're up at three o'clock in the morning, stoned off your trolley and you've got no jobs <laughs> to do. Um, but no, I think it's going to be one of those... It, it could be one of, the, uh, one of the better animations of the year. Yeah. Basically, is what I'm going to say. Um, there's not a lot... Like I said, there's not a lot coming out this this month. There's a, there is a few things, you know, um, but it depends on... It, it's your taste. If it's and, your taste. Uh, and unfortunately, in terms of our taste... 
we're a bit niche. Yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah. Um, there was one. There was more. one more. Where's it gone? Dumbo. Dumbo. So On this 29th is of March. This is Tim Burton's. Um, Disney are carrying on their thing of we need to take all our classic animation and make it live action. And to be fair, they're doing really well they with are. that. I, I'm not knocking um, them. I'm just saying they're carrying it on. This one is uh, a Tim Burton. This is one that they've handed off to Tim Burton. You can see why they would have handed this on to Tim Burton. It can be. Dumbo is a relatively darkish it's story. It's dark in in comparison to what the um, perception of uh, Disney is, certainly. Um... But no, I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be another good a good Disney Disney live action. There's not a lot more you can say about it because we all know the Dumbo story. Uh, they've got themselves a solid cast: Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton, Colin Farrell, Eva Green. Solid director Tim Burton. It's Disney. It's going to be another Disney at its best. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the risk there and say that because. Like, I'm a no, real big fan at the moment of these Disney live action. I think they've done really well they, with it. They have. Um, they could have. They could have made them overly cheesy but they haven't they could have basically done a word for word copy yeah. of the animation and they haven't um, I like the fact that with these live animations they give you a bit more of a backstory yeah. into the characters which is fantastic I, I mean think I think that's from the thing of when they did the animation versions they were definitely gearing it towards kids who do not care about backstory, they want things happening. And now, I would say there's something in all of these live actions for every age yeah. of a family. They, they've um, appealed to the kids by keeping it quite a, a large you've majority got that of action. darker, that more darker adult theme running, underneath know, running it. as an undercurrent through it, which is fantastic, which all, which all kids' films have got yeah. because they need oh, to make them... For, for the most part, yeah. They need to make them relevant to adults because they know adults are going to end up having to watch them. Well, they have to, don't you? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's 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 a lot in there, and in I also Disney think the backstory appeals to the older people of going. Well, I know Dumbo, but what what's this backstory? Yeah, I yeah. mean, for me, for me, the best live action Disney um, adaptation is Maleficent. Yeah, no, that was a very good um, one. I think that because of we all know Sleeping Beauty, um, and I think this Mitch falls asleep for a damn ass long time, gets a snog, and wakes up. But because they've done it from the perspective of Maleficent rather than the perspective of Aurora and the kingdom, it gives you a whole different depth you, you, as to why know, she's such a bitch. You know what? And I'm not being funny. When you I now rewatch... blame her. No, that's it. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm, exactly what I was about to yeah. say. When you actually watch the film and then you then go back and watch it, you're like, fucking yeah, mate. Yeah, Too yeah, fucking yeah. right. Do you want to know why I liked Maleficent myself? You know that thing, history is written by the victors? Yeah. That... Doesn't apply to Maleficent. No, no, not at all. But they also show you a side of Maleficent that you wouldn't expect. The fact yeah. that she actually falls in love with this, she this young care, girl and yeah. she cares about her. And I think that's 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 a lovely way of telling this yeah. retelling the story. And that's why I say Maleficent was fantastic. Jungle Book was a re another one that they yeah. did really, really well with. Uh Dumbo, I think, like I say, I'm gonna go out on the limb, but I'd say it's gonna be Another right. good right. live action Stay, Disney. Just, just before we end films, staying on the topic of live action Disney, have you seen the pictures released and the trailers released for the upcoming live action Aladdin? Yes, what I I'm have. referring to is Blue, Blue Face Will Smith. Yes. What? Now, this has been slated all over the internet. People saying he looks crap and blah, 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 blah. This is what, what I'm going to say. What people, is your opinion on it? People, you will get what you ask for. You all fucking pissed and moaned when Will Smith was just going to be Will Smith 
in a genie outfit in the original movie posters and that's what they were going to do and everyone was like but the genie is blue the genie is blue no it's not the fucking genie because the genie is blue so Disney went okay then we'll make him blue they made him blue now everyone's pissing and moaning he's fucking blue he's this he's that don't fucking bitch and moan about something you were bitching and moaning about in the first place at the end of the day yes the genie is blue but would it have made much difference at all if it had been black Absolutely not. Would it have made any difference if it had been black, blue, green, white, red, no. yellow, or fucking No, exactly. But now because everyone's moaned about the fact that he wasn't blue, and now they've changed him blue, and because that's the way- why they give these early teasers because they're not idiots. They have people monitoring social media and go, right, what are people complaining about? Well, they're not really complaining about Abu or Aladdin. Uh, they're, they're moaning Will Smith isn't blue, and they go, Mr. Smith, how much to paint you blue? So they sorted it out. But I get the fact that um, it's almost like. What they did is they took the face mask from when he got the allergic reaction in Hitch. Yeah. And put it back on his face and then painted him blue. I get the fact that he looks a bit weird, right? But you asked for this, people. You said, I want the genie blue. And Disney went, okay. You know you know another thing? Because the one thing Disney do do is listen to the people yeah, that are going to pay for their films. make them their trillions each year. So, do you want to know another thing that gets me? Lots of people have been saying that... If uh, Robin Williams was still alive, he would have been cast as Genie. No, he would not. No, he would not. Thank you. Now, I've got to say that. I don't think he would either. I think he would have passed on the project saying he's done the Genie before. He He did it in the first and the third. He didn't do the second, did he? I don't think the Genie... I don't think we would have seen Robin... He's too old. Even if they'd have done... too old Even if they'd have done all that Hollywood... Editing and prosthetics and all the rest. I don't think he did. The most I could have seen him doing would have been the voice. You know, like they did in. Um, remember that live action anime that came out a little while ago, uh, Death Note. Yeah. They had one actor play it. You know the the demon guy. Yeah. yeah. They had him play it, one person playing the body, but then they had um, what's his name from Spider Man. Uh, the Green Goblin. You know what I, I mean? Know, I know you're on about, yeah. They had him doing the voice. Right. I think that's the only thing. If Robbie were, I think that's the only I thing they the could have I think the only issue with that do. is that then they would have potentially had to animate the genie. Because how many actors mm. do you know that are going to willingly sign up for a contract where their entire body is there and then they have it to lip sync the whole film? It would have been either an up-and-comer or a complete unknown. Or it would have been out... Even for Disney, it would have been too much money so I think I think again you could probably pay Will Smith enough movie to play in a movie where he's not going to be heard and only seen but again I think it would be well Mr Smith here's your normal fee here's the fee for painting you blue and here's the next billion dollars for not using your fucking voice I think people need to stop bitching and moaning I think the film will be brilliant I th- and Aladdin is one of my favourites I can't I wait think? to watch I, the I music I think Robin Williams would enjoy the film. Yeah. I think if he were alive, I think he'd people. Go I think it. people nowadays they like to have a bitch and a moan, and then something gets changed because of that bitch and moan, and then they're like, right, well now I've got something new to bitch and yeah. moan about. Um, so yeah, that that I had to while we were still on the live action. But no, Disney. I mean to be fair, I think uh, when Aladdin does come out, it'll be a good film. I, think, yeah. I don't. I don't think it matters what color fucking Will Smith would have been, uh, or the genie for that matter. Yeah. I get that the anime is he was blue, and I get that you know they would have wanted him to represent that that's fine but i don't know i think people have just 
bitched and moaned, do, do and now really they're going to bitch and moan one again. One thing I'd actually like to see with this up and coming. You know how in the original story and in a lot of the plays, there's the blue genie, the genie of the lamp. Yeah. But then at the end, he finds the genie of the ring, who isn't as powerful, and he grants one wish. Mm. I would personally, lo- personally, and I don't think this is going to happen, like to see that in the live-action remake. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But personally, I'd like to see it where Jafar throws him back in the Cave of Wonders... With you know, Jafar has Will Smith genie, but then Aladdin finds the genie of the ring, gets out, and saves the day. I'd like to see that because again, these movies are generally longer than the original sources and more. I think out. I think we're gonna see your phone go off. Something a little bit different with this one. I think we're gonna get the main. I think we're gonna end up with pretty. We're gonna much... get told the story of Aladdin for the umpteenth time, but I think we're gonna see see it in a little bit of a different way. Um, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to games. We're going to move on to games. Before we start the new release games, we're going to do a little recap sesh. Um, I'm do, going to do be. Do you chatting. want to start with yours? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to chat about Resi Two. Um, um, I have yet to play this, guys. But here's the thing. Now I'm on. I care not for spoilers. Neither does he. So here is your spoiler warning. There may be spoilers. There probably there will may be, spoilers. be people choking outside your space but that's another story um, so we're, we're gonna we try go. and set a time limit of five minutes each yep. maximum it's um look i think it's doable it should be doable both are pretty short games aren't they well yeah i mean resi 2 each playthrough will take to be fair my first playthrough took me about five and a half hours right which is from what i've seen quite long is that uh, like it was that just the Leon run? Through? Just the Leon run through the first time round. Okay, yeah. and that's obviously because um, you know I yes I do um, you know uh, use walkthroughs here and there to help me complete some puzzles um, and whatnot. I mean, there's a, a lot of us do. I mean, it's so easy to do nowadays. Um, yeah, because all the game reviewers get pre get advanced copies so they know and can release this information. Yeah. Um, so. Why don't you start? Give us a rundown of basically what you do. Okay, so obviously you start off um, either as Leon or Claire. The, the the very first part of... Well, if you play run-through one with either character, you're going to end up with a very similar run-through up until just past the first time you get out of the police station. Um, and the reason for that is that Leon meets... Um, Claire? No. Ava? Ava, Ava Wong. Um, and... Ada Wong. Ada Wong. And Claire meets Sherry. That's so it. You know we've lost all the Resident Evil fanboys now. I right? don't care. <laughs> so, um, look, I've got a shit memory, so I don't really give a shit. The, um, so, obviously, because of that, they each have their own separate run-through stories. Each, you know... They're, they're, they've got their own stories, basically. So... If you play as Leon or Claire, when when you first start the game, you're gonna pull up into a petrol station. Okay. Um, every, everything's already. It's just outside the Raccoon City. Everything is already uh, dead, pretty much. Um, you're gonna try and fill up the car. Nothing's gonna happen. You're then gonna walk into the petrol station. You're gonna find a dude that's been bitten, um, and he points to a door. Right, all very anonymous. He doesn't say anything. Just bleeding out. Um, you then. You're going to go into a dark corridor and you're going to see a dude tackling with a zombie. He's then going to get overpowered and eaten. 
and that's when you start really playing the game. <coughs> Once you're out of the station, you meet Leon or Claire, respectively, um, and then you end up with a lovely cutscene of them driving into Raccoon City, near the police station, well, not too far away from the police station, um, when they're going to get surrounded by a horde and then knocked out by an 18-wheeler that's being killed. All very Resident Evil. Um, the police station is fantastic. The The layout is really, really good. The graphics are stunning. Um, I mean, I played the demo. I'll agree with you on the graphics and the police station. Um, the, do you know what? I've, I've played every Resident Evil game, right? From Resi 1 to this Resi, right? Um, that's all the numbered reses, not all of the... I've, been, I've played Code Veronica X. But you've not played I've all I've not of played it. every single spin-off. That would be, I think, almost impossible. Well, uh, a couple of them you can't even get anymore. That's what I'm saying. You? So I've played a lot of Resident Evil games. When they started going to the, the pair-up system from Resi 4, and then they made a whole game about that in Resi 5. And 6. And 6. And obviously there was the more arcadey feel to Resi and I think was it Resi 6? Resi 6 had more of an arcade style gameplay for me. Um, I started to lose interest. I'm not going to lie. I like the original Resi games. I like the puzzle style games. Resi 7 came out and that bought it back. Bought it back to a degree. Obviously it was first person now. Um, but there was that lovely element of the original Resi games looking for puzzles trying to solve them, um, and that was good. I enjoyed that. Resi 2, for me, is possibly the best Resident Evil game to come out since Resi 3. Um, uh, this is obviously, I know it's a remake, but even so, because there's, there's enough changed, we've like added extra bits that wouldn't have been in the first cut through, that makes the game brilliant. And I've just lost my five minutes. Keep going, keep going. I'm, um, I'm curious. I, the game is... Trust me, Kingdom Hearts 3, I can shorten to a couple of sentences. The game is really, really good. There's a lot of jump scares in there. Um, there's a lot of moments where you know something's coming. And you'll still get shitted up when it happens. <laughs> something's coming, something's coming. Something's um, coming. Ah! Yeah, basically, like, uh, for me, one of the scariest bits, you're down in the parking lot, okay? Is um, this the police station This is in the police lot? station, yeah. Um, and... Um, when you first go through the, you have to go through the dog kennels to get to the morgue to get the diamond key. Okay, um, on either play on either uh, character's first playthrough. Uh, I think it's also the same in the second playthrough as well. The same place. Um, so you're going through the kennels. Um, dogs are already locked up in cages, but you already you can see that there's a few busted up cages. Um. And so you shoot the dogs in the cages, of course you do, because you're like, I ain't letting them fuckers get out. Boom, boom, boom. You kill all these dogs and you're like, right, okay, I'm fine. Go through the morgue, you get a little jump scare. Um, it's not really a jump scare. You pull you pull out the, the gurney table, um, the body falls off, wakes up, you shoot it, he dies, you get the key. Another body wakes up by the door, you shoot it, he dies, you... You, you carry on. You, you carry on. Day, yeah. And then you enter the fucking kennels and then fucking dogs start running out from underneath walls and you're like, shit, shit, shit. The two worst enemies in the game are dogs yeah. and lickers. Everyone will say, well, no, because, you know, Mr. X and whatever else, they are 
you know, really, but you know, and tyrant. <clears throat> they are because they will chase you down and you have to put them down and then they'll get back up, whatever. But lickers and dogs are really, really hard. I heard the dogs were, were quite bad. See, the dogs are bad because <coughs> um, they're fast and they're small. And the aiming, the aiming mechanic can be, although it's nice and smooth, it can be when you're trying to fucking quickly get to a dog quite clunky yeah. so you find yourself trying to hurriedly trying to get your shotgun on if you've if you've unlocked the shotgun by this point which you should have done um, if you're playing the game properly um, there are a few people that I'd imagine will have missed getting the shotgun because they couldn't be bothered to resolve the puzzle but whatever um, the shotgun is the easiest way to kill a dog because obviously it's got a nicer spread yeah um, but even then it, it can feel a little bit clunky at the times when you're trying to really fucking rush to try and shoot that liquor's they don't... Now, in the original Resi games, the Lickers will just instinctively know where you are and come after you. Yeah. In this game, if you're quiet, they don't have eyes. So they can't see you, but they will hear you. So if you're quiet, you can sneak past Lickers. I haven't attempted this because, to be fair, when I see a Licker, I just start shooting. Um, the bigger the weapon, the easier it's going to go down. And... It's only difficult with them because they'll drop and then they'll just sort of lunge at you and jump and whatnot. That can be the point when you're trying to really wish that you had like a roll button to roll out of the way, um, which you don't. Um, but no, Resi, Resi 2, uh, both playthroughs are really good. You end up uh, with Claire, with Sherry. The, that, that can be, when you play a Sherry, um, that can be quite nerve wracking because Sherry. There is no sort of health bar with Sherry because she doesn't die. She'll just get caught by the dude and then die and then that's the end of the game because Sherry can't die. Um, but she also doesn't have any weaponry. So hers is literally like more like horror survival. Uh, it's a short short little run for Sherry but the other is, is that you've been taken by the police chief, you're in the orphanage um, and you've got to try and escape from him. So you, you break out of the room you've been locked in you get your way down to where he is, where you find that he's killed a woman. Um, in the new DLCs, you can play her story. Um, so that's obviously more in-depth about the game, which which I like. I like the fact that they've done this. Um, Sherry then has to nick the keys to get out of the building. He then spots her and then chases you. You then got to run, basically back to where you broke out from, um, but hiding at the same time. This is where it can get scary because he's got his torch and you know if he sees you, you're fucked. And there's very, very small little hiding places where you're literally running around a box as he's walking around it. Um, and then you try and get out of the building. You turn the key in the door. You're not the door and he's chained the fucker from the outside. So you can't, you can't get out. Um, he does catch you. That's the whole point. But then your dad, who is um, basically, it's William who has infected himself with the G-Virus to make sure the Umbrella Corporation couldn't have it, which, of course, why not? Um, and he has some sort of an attachment with his daughter still and goes to protect her and kills the police chief. Um, so Sherry's playthrough is a bit nerve-wracking. They've added with Ada Wong, she has um, like an electrical device scanner, which is also a hacking tool. So she can find electrical devices uh, through the wall, like electrical points, activate them to then activate doors uh, there's a there's a really nerve-wracking bit uh, a really good puzzle you get locked in an incinerator 
with Ada Wong because you need to find the um, the bracelet to allow you onto the monorail. Um, and you're literally got like, I think it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds to shut down this incinerator. There's three junction boxes and a shit ton of wiring. And you're like, right, where's this one? You activate one. And then if you don't think, right, so, right, if you're not looking properly, you'll go, right, click, click, click in the wall. And that's a big mistake because what you've got to do is find the first junction box, turn it on, go over the door, then turn off one junction box because the minute you flick the next switch, it will turn off a junction box. So if you not, if you first run through, you might get it wrong. I nearly did and I nearly died. I literally had like nine seconds left because I'd turn on all the switches thinking, right, well, I've got to turn on all the switches, then I can then overpower each junction box. No, it don't work like that because it turns off each fucking junction box as you go through. Can be quite nerve-wracking. But Sherry and Ada's little run-throughs are very short. Um, which is upsetting for me. I think that they could have... They Flushed had the opportunity to flesh it out. Um, the end game is quite scary because uh, you have to defeat... Um, you have to defeat William, and he's a he's a prick. You know, you take him down and he'll mutate. That's the way he works. Um, and then there's, I don't know, the game all all around. I think they've done really well. Um, I I knew they was going to. Um, I think we all knew they was going to because what we see, I think, a lot of the time from a lot of these game companies is that they go right. Well, what we need is we need a HD version. We need the HD version. That's that's what people want. They want the old game but with just better graphics. No, I want everyone now to any old game that we say we would like to see, you know, like, like a HD newer version, we mean do what Resi have done. Mm. Take take Resident, two, uh, Resident Evil 2 now as the example to anyone looking at doing HD remakes of games. You need to start from the ground up and rebuild it. Um, add new, new elements of gameplay. This is why Spyro... Um, did relatively alright and Crash did relatively alright they re they remade the games from the ground up but I don't think there was enough new new feel to the game to get it to be I think Crash did better because they included levels that the original developers didn't because it yeah. was deemed I mean obviously it did, it's, it's done well enough that they've brought back that they're bringing back Crash Team Racing so uh, but no I think the Resident Evil 2 now that is that is the level yeah. that game developers they, now they need to be... They set a new precedent. Yeah, they now need to be... Every single remake of any game needs to be at that sort of level, for me. Um, and I would say, that, like I've already said it, Resident Evil 2 is possibly the best Resident Evil game since Resident Evil 3, and that's the original Resident Evil 3, obviously, Nemesis, um, because it is really, really good. Really, really good. Um, and I think there is places you can get the game, and it's relatively cheap. Buy it. You will not be disappointed. You really will not be disappointed. Um, there's enough game. Although, like I say, each run through, and you'll find as well. Um, my first run through, five and a half hours. Second run through, about three hours. Third run through, I think it was about two hours. Um, you will get better because you will remember where puzzles are. Um, but to stop you from literally completing the game in an hour, they, uh, they did make sure that on the second run through, Things were in different locations, which is good. So if before the key was in, I don't know, the east side, it might be in the west well, side. Well, the, the, the most poignant one, um, to get the stars badge, which mm. is locked in a blue jeweled box, 
You need to go down to the interview room first playthrough right. to get it. Okay. Um, depending on who you're playing with, if you're playing as Chris, you unlock uh, the door with the club key. You jump through the window that's already been smashed, and you get the key. If you're playing as Claire's playthrough, however, you go through the heart door, you get the box, and then a liquor bursts through the fucking window and tries to take you out, which doesn't happen on Chris's playthrough, um, but it does on Claire's. Um, Leon's second. But on the second playthrough, it's in the shower room. So um, they did move things around, but they moved things around for the second run through to make it quicker. Yeah. Because you stumble upon the puzzles earlier in the game which makes it quicker for you to get through so all in all if you take my gameplay times as not as gospel but as as a good as a good standarding point say six hours for first run through go down by to four hours then two hours i would say on my fourth playthrough i would probably still hit the two hour mark um, you don't think you can get much? Maybe one forty-five. Maybe one forty. Maybe one thirty, depending on how much I can remember. Because I've stopped playing it because I've realised how quick I was getting through it. And you want that challenge? And I want the challenge time. again. Yeah. So I've stopped playing it. I've gone to play something else for a little while, and I go back to Resi Two. But it is a game I'm definitely going back to because it. I don't think it matters how many times you can run through it because there's enough. Does even though you know the scares come in, they're still going to scare yeah. you. Um, like I know that once you've um, put the helicopter out, you've uh, doused the flames with the, the 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 shit water puzzle that they put in, um, and it is a shit one because just run downstairs, flip a switch, the water goes over the helicopter. You go in the building. You're like, right, helicopter's out now. I'm probably going to get a little cutscene where she's going to climb through uh, the helicopter and the zombie pilot's going to come out or whatnot. That don't happen because you walk through the door and the tyrant grabs the fucking... Uh, Mr. X grabs the helicopter, pulls it out of the way and you're like, shit, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, first time, that's fucking scary. Second time, it's still scary because you know it's coming but you know he's a hard fucker to kill. <laughs> so you're like, I need to make sure I've got the right gun on this time and whatever else, but you're still going to shit yourself. And that's good. And they've added a lovely mechanic as well. You can collect wooden boards... Um, Are we playing Fortnite now? <laughs> so you go through the hospital, uh, uh, through the police station, and you uh, you collect wooden boards, and then zombies will burst through the windows. You can then board up that window to stop oh. the zombies coming back through. Now, I do believe there is enough wooden boards to actually board up the whole police station. I'd imagine there is a cheat, uh, not a cheat, uh, an achievement for that. I haven't done it. Because I can't find, I can't. Find, I think I've got one or maybe two windows to close. I can't find the fucking boards. Um, I'm pretty sure they're there. I just haven't located them, or they're in an earlier part that I can't remember to get back to, like through a door that was locked, and I can't be able to go there. Because there are some puzzles in the game which I don't think you can happen. I've played through the game three times and never completed the missing key button game in the armory, because. There's not a lot in the in the lockers for me to warrant doing it. There's some ammunition, but there's a lot. There's ammunition for depending on what difficulty you're playing it at. I'm playing at a standard. Um, the ammunition is enough to get through. I think um, the only thing that is possibly worth getting is there's um, an inventory um, slot pack. So 
The way that you can increase your inventory slots is you find satchels around and that will basically upgrade the amount of stuff you can carry. Um, so it may be worth it for that, but for me, no, not really. Um, because obviously there's enough storage chests everywhere to just put shit away or discard items you don't need. Um, another good thing, um, well, one thing that they've added is autosave. Because obviously Resident Evil games, classically, didn't have autosave because it didn't really exist. Um, so if you're playing on easy, which don't do, it's not worth it. Um, is that where you might get that half an hour play time on yeah, the final run? Possibly, yeah. Because um, you can just tank every. No, I'm not going to lie. I have done a playthrough with cheats, okay? Um, and th these cheats were infinite health, infinite inventory space, relatively like all the slots unlocked, um, infinite ammo, which is a godsend. Uh, although once you've played the game, I think twice. Uh, first run through and second run through, you unlock a load of unlimited ammo guns in the storage chest anyway. It's resi game. Um, what's it talking about? Uh, you played through with cheats. Yeah, with cheats. So, uh, four times damage, which doesn't does not mean you're going to kill every zombie in one shot by any standards. Um, obviously, if you're using the magnum, you will. If you shoot them in the head um, or in the body, but... If you don't use the Magnum, you're still going to pump a few bullets into them to get them down. Tyrant still takes, I think, six shots to, to put down with a Magnum. Um, so, the cheats do make it a bit easier, but not, not, not enough. Not enough. Um, the, only way that, the only place where the cheat will become easier is if you play through on Hardcore mode. Because on Hardcore mode, it goes back to original Resident Evil settings. No autosave, ink ribbons save at a save point um, and the cheat for infinite ink ribbons I'd imagine is a godsend to, to keep saving the more saves you do lowers your game score at the end of the game because okay. you're ranked on your playthrough my first rank uh, I had 13 saves because I, I didn't realise there was an auto save uh, I should have realised there was an auto save because I, I should have read the options on the <laughs> difficulty but because um, I, I'd forgotten that it was an auto save I didn't know exactly where the auto save points were I ended up saving 13 times. My score, I think, was B or C uh, because of that. Second run through, I saved twice, A. Third run through, I saved once, um, S rank. So the less saves, the better the rank. Um, hardcore, I don't think your game rank care. I don't don't worry about it. Save your ass Yeah, but off. you know there are going to be speedrunners out there who are going to do... S rank, no save, 20 only, minute game run. Yeah, but the issue is, is that with that, you die. Hello, start of the game. Yeah, but you know there are going to be like, people who do that. Like, I think I think that's the thing with auto saves. We're so reliant on them, them now yeah. that you play a game where there's no auto save and then you have to remember to save and you don't remember to save and then you do something really, really difficult and it takes you three hours to get there and then you die and then you're like, shit, where did I last save? And then all of a sudden, um, you're like, continue is game it, is it and then like it's that, like, new game. Is it like that meme where uh, you, you're you on the Game Boy and you catch Mewtwo and then your battery dies yeah. and you go, shit, where did I last save? And then it pops up, hi, I'm Professor Oak. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, that actually happened to me. I uh, played Resi 3 Nemesis um, a couple of years ago on my PC. I forgot to save. Oops. And then I died. Uh, I had cheats on. 
because it's an old game. I don't care. I've played through it enough without cheats on the PlayStation. So I had cheats on. So I thought, well, I can't die anyway. And then I died. And I was like, I haven't saved the game. And then it was like, new game. And I was like, fuck this shit. And I turned it off. Um, oh. And I think that that you will do that. Yeah. There's going to be people that, there's going to be speedrunners out there that have attempted to do the hardcore mode and speedrun it, have died, and then have busted a fucking monitor. I can tell you now that has happened. <laughs> um, because you're going to get so in-depth and involved in the game, that then all of a sudden, boom, you're going to, you're going to die. It's going to happen. Um, and it's going to happen a lot. So, so out of 10, what would you give Resi? 11. 11. It was that good. Resi 2, for me, I think is going to be the best game of this year. Fair enough. Well, I can guarantee... Are, are you done now? Yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> Five, 20. Yeah. So, I can guarantee that he's not wrong so far, because unfortunately, Kingdom Hearts 3 was disappointing. I knew he was going to say that. For 17... 17- I knew he was going to say that, because we have actually had a chat yeah. about this prior, but yeah. So, okay, so let me give you a brief rundown. Kingdom Hearts 1, you are the main character, you become the chosen one, because it's a JRPG and you have to. And then in arguably the next game, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you lose your memories. So in the second game, you have to rebuild your powers again to stop another ultimate evil, blah, 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 blah. Then at the in the next game again, arguably, I'm skipping some things here and there for the sake of time. Uh, in Dream Drop Distance, you go through um, the ability to become a Keyblade Master and you fail it and you get taken by the evil guy and you again lose most of your powers. So... Or pretty standard for a JRPG. Yeah. So, in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, you are left with basic stats once again. Fair enough. I accept that as a JRPG. That's not bad stuff. To be fair, it's pretty common in all RPG games. That's absolutely fine. For the first three hours, I believe, yet for about the first three hours, you spend your time visiting Hercules World in an attempt to regain your strength and watching cutscenes. That is the first three. There are, in the first three and a bit hours, there are far too many cutscenes for my liking. Um, So they've tried to turn it more into a cinematic type You could argue that to an extent, yes. But it speeds things along because by the end of it, you Um, have... Hideo Kojima didn't have anything to do with Kin Hearts 3, did he? Because that's that's his MO. That is. Um, But anyway... (laughs) 20 minutes of gameplay, three hours of cutscenes. Let's go, boys. Um... So as you, but it, it does help because by the end of Hercules World, you have more or less your base round of spells, which in the previous two games you didn't have until about your second or third world. So you start in world, and then I don't know you, your next two Disney worlds. It would normally take you that long to build up your inventory. Maybe five hours in, you've done it in three, including cutscenes. Bear yeah. in mind, I watched the cuts. If you skip them, my Christ, you prayed about 10 minutes yeah uh, <laughs> i mean in this game that is where a lot of the speedrun to non-speedrun playthroughs are going to come in that they're skipping cutscenes yeah they're going to um, boom through sc- then you you basically then go through uh, toy story and tangled gaining more abilities and stuff um toy story um very well done very well written tangled uh, in Toy Story, you are basically playing a Toy Story. Uh, it could take place any time, not in the movies. Uh, it would either have to be one or two, because you don't have any of the characters from three. Okay. In fact, 
I think it would have to take place after one and before two because two was the other cowboys, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it would have to take place after one. Okay. Um, Tangled. It actually plays during the movie. Okay. Uh, pretty standard for the waking the hearts work. Some of them are after the movie. Some of them are during the movie. Um, you then get a few more cutscenes and then you play through um, Monsters Inc. Uh, again, this seems to take place after Monsters Inc. and coincidentally Monsters University. And you're basically trying to stop Randall. Now, in each of these worlds, uh, a member of the organization pops up who are the main bad guy and various versions of himself. Okay? Um, and, and all the worlds are pretty standard and up to this point you're like yeah it's not bad you know I'm having fun um, then you hit um, Elsa's by this point you're about 15-16 hours in and I didn't like Frozen Okay. and I don't like I don't li- now I don't like Frozen he has watched it I have but I don't like it but I don't like the Frozen world even more. And I think it could have been a fantastic world with lots of mechanics and really good inbuilt gameplay. And there is one reason I don't like it, above all else. It is the only world to incorporate the two songs. <laughs> not, I'm not talking background music or the intro songs. It has Elsa singing Let It Go and the other one. Anna. Uh, singing the door one. Do you want to build a snowman? That's the one. There are great songs in Toy Story. There are great songs in Monsters Inc. There are great songs in Pirates of the Caribbean, which I haven't touched on yet. And there are great songs in Tangled. You either include songs for all of them or none of them. That to me was Disney going, oh, but Frozen's our biggest thing. You've got to put the song in. You didn't. It added nothing. No. All it does is make people who want to put it on YouTube tear their hair out because they've then got to cut the audio and do what I did and get pissed off so anyway so you play that uh, and then you play um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, then you jump into uh, Baymax's world during this time you also have Riku and Mickey in the dark world trying to get Aqua who is from Birth by Sleep and Basically, the whole thing is you as Sora are trying to get more powerful and also you're trying to get seven other Keyblade wielders to help you defeat the 13 bad guys. Okay. Um, also, during this time, uh, Lee slash Axel and Kyrie are training to become Keyblade wielders under Merlin. That's all fine. Uh, we then hit pretty much Endgame, um, which pissed me off for starters. There are only, what, six worlds of Disney? Hercules, there's... What is there? Well, you said Hercules, Hercules Big Hero 6, Pirates of the Caribbean, Frozen... Toy Story, Toy Story. and uh, Tangled. Tangled. Corona, that's the world it's called. Um, there are six Disney worlds, which is half... That, that's normally been at least eight worlds. So that's already less. Yeah. I was expecting at least ten. And there are, there are more worlds, but they're the Disney worlds. And it's like, no, there should have been more Disney worlds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that started to piss me off then when I really... Because the, the, the final area is called the Keyblade Graveyard. We've seen it a couple of times before. We knew this is where the game was going to end. We didn't get told this. We just know it. You know that If you know anything about the games, you know it's going to end here. You basically go through, do the big fight. Uh, you fight the various forms of... Um, 
the main bad guy, Xemnas. Sorry, Xehanort. Xemnas is from 2, ignore me. But you go through, you fight his forms. Um, a little couple of other things happen in the meantime, but that's the black and white of it. You go through, fight his various forms. You free... Uh, another. In the meantime, you free two other Keyblade wielders. When you free Aqua from the Dark World, you uh, also end up freeing um, Ventus, uh, who she's imprisoned away, and because you, Asura had his heart, but Aqua had his body, and Aqua was the only one who knew where it was. So you go and free him, uh, and then during the fight with uh, most of the organization, you also free Terra from Birth by Sleep. Who it turns out was... Did you ever play Kingdom Hearts 1? No. You never played it at no. all? Bastard. Um, basically, in the final fight, uh, the first form, the guy has, like, uh, a heartless bodyguard. Uh, that's actually Terra. Okay. Uh, so why he was helping the bad guy in the first game, I do not know. But that is Terra's heart, I guess. Because hearts aren't hearts. They're more like a soul in yeah. Kingdom Hearts. So you go through, you fight the final fight, and then you get onto the bad guy. And you fight him a couple of times. And then his friend who he trained with for his whole life and then in birth by sleep betrayed basically his ghost form comes and whisks him away oh, right. um which was kind of disappointing to me um so anyway so that's that right so we'll go there basically at the end of the game by the end of the game uh Kyrie's heart has been taken kairi has gone again as she as all at the end of kingdom hearts one uh, she's on Destiny Islands, uh, and Sora's not. He's elsewhere. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, they do finally get back together, but at the end of 3, they're apart again. Um, so with Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, there was also a thing that was set up in another game uh, where they're looking for a black box from the first set of Keyblade wielders. Right. From the Master of Masters, he basically said, I'm going away, you guys have... Each individual has a job to do, and then... Uh, one of them, he says, take my Keyblade, take this box, fuck off. Yeah. And watch time for me. And he does. And you realise it's a guy we've had since the second game who's changed his body multiple times so he can stay alive. The actual job he was given was pass this down through the generations. No, he's just changed his body a few times and stayed alive. Yeah. Um, that whole back, black, back plot of the box is never fully revealed. You don't know what's in the box. But uh, at the end of the game, Sora fucks off to look for Kyrie, leaving Donald and Goofy behind. So with the next game, I have every confidence we are going to play as Sora without Donald and Goofy. Okay. Which will be interesting. Uh, it's not the first time. In Dream Drop Distance, he had what were called Dream Eaters. Weird <laughs> things. They were basically chibi animals, I guess you'd say. Um, but the end uh, cutscene reveals that this guy is the apprentice... And he brings four of the other five apprentices. Uh, the fifth one, we don't know where she is. I assume she's going to help you and be the good guy. They're not going to do Kingdom game. Hearts online, are they? And, uh, uh, there is. Is they? Well, there was. Uh, there was a big online JRPG. No, but like, are they going to redo like a Kingdom Hearts online? And that's why you've left on and Goofy behind and try and focus on these apprentices because they will do it that they'll all go off find more apprentices and no hey, they've you're... already done that these basically um in in the the prequel these four these well there were six apprentices there was the one who fucked off so we ignore him but the other five um basically get, got other people trained this big keyblade world and had a massive keyblade war forging the keyblade or what i'm now going to refer to as the x blade it's a, a greek x which is key 
uh, and that was the first Keyblade War. Then there's been a few others, and that's why all throughout the games you've been fighting uh, Master Xehanort, he wants to recreate the Keyblade War, get the X-Blade, and make Kingdom Hearts, the thing, appear. Right. Uh, that's why you want to stop him. Um, so these four have come back through time, I assume, because there's a whole time travel thing that no one quite understands still. No. Um, and he... Um, the guy who was sent away, I can't remember his name, at the end cutscene brings four of the five back. Um, and he uh, says, you know, it's our time, and he's got the box. Right. Uh, so, uh, and like I said, Sora's gone away to look for Kyrie. That's the end cutscene. Now, there is the secret cutscene, which I've not unlocked, but I've seen it. I watched it on YouTube. I'm not an idiot. And this brings me back onto a little thing, and I want to gently touch on this. Earlier we spoke about Disney's live-action universe is big. It is. It's huge. It's picking up steam. In Kingdom Hearts 2, and I'm going back to the PS2 version here, the Pirates of the Caribbean world was a, a damn sight more realistic than all the other worlds. Now, this game is a damn sight more realistic full stop, but again, the Pirates of the Caribbean world is a damn sight more realistic. And in the final cutscene... You are in a goddamn realistic world that is akin to the cutscenes in Pirates of the Caribbean world. And you appear to be in what I can only describe as Japan. Real life Japan. And you see Sora lying on the ground in the rain. You also see Riku lying on the ground in the rain. Uh, and they both get up. So I think that this is going to take place more in their live action universe. Right. Which I'm not opposed to with the make of 4 coming out. Which will probably be on the PS5, I'm going to be honest. Well, yeah, because they're already they're already releasing specs. For that, yeah. For consoles um, now. But Next the flip time. side of that is there was uh, a game in uh, the Toy Story world which was set in real world. I honestly thought it was an advert. I literally thought they'd done the scumbaggiest thing and put a legitimate advert for a game <laughs> coming out in Kingdom Hearts. And I was pissed. I was pissed for like t five minutes while this cutscene played and I was like... Oh, it is an advert, but the game's not real. It's an advert. Rex is watching the advert. Yeah. Um, so it could be that Sora's in that world. That is another theory. My theory is he's in the real world. We are going to see these live-action Japan things. The story, yes, it ends the Dark Seek. All these games up to this point have been called the Dark Seeker Saga. Because they all revolve around Xehanort. The next set are going to be revolving around this box. I say there's probably going to be two or three games regarding the box, and then they'll move on to either something else or stop it. I vote stop. I get why they wouldn't want to. Yeah. Overall, I wanted a slower progression. I wanted more worlds, slightly slower progression. Less cutscenes. There were several cutscenes that I felt you could have played through. Right. Uh, where Because you do play at one point as Riku, and you do play at one point as Aqua. I think there were more cutscenes where you could have played as Riku and Aqua. There was a cutscene where you could have played as Terra. Um, there were uh, various points uh, where you could have been other characters, and right. I would have I would have changed that. Uh, there's a bit where basically the seven good guys get split up and they're fighting some of the thirteen bad guys. Okay. Um, and what I would have done is had you pick. So then the good guys are in twos. The bad guys are in threes, roughly. I would have let you play as one of the good guys out of the... Pick which one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then play that, and then they go through and meet up with Sora. So you could have played as lots of different characters, giving it more replayability. 
Uh, I appreciated the, the fact that the backstory was Maleficent and Pete looking for the black box. I appreciate they brought it in in the final cutscene. I appreciate how they're keeping it going that we seem to move away from Donald and Goofy. I really like the, the secret hidden the cutscene. Like I say, it needed a slow progression, more worlds, less cutscenes. Um, maybe a 6 or a 7 out of 10. One thing for me that redeemed it. Now, there is a mobile game called Kingdom Hearts. One second. I do have it. I've never. I've played it for like two minutes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained King. With the fancy X. There is a part in Kingdom Hearts 3 where you fight one of the big bads. And you spam triangle to do a, new, a quite a powerful attack. And they are Keyblades from this Keyblade graveyard where the Keyblade War took. Now, Unchained X takes place before the Keyblade War. So you play as one of the people who mm. had a Keyblade. And they've take when you're using each of these Keyblades to hit someone, they are their in-game names that they've given from Union X. So they've pulled the player database names yeah. and you just fire their Keyblades off for the bad guy, which looks really cool and is a cool nod to the mobile game. That slightly was redeeming. I don't like the... Uh, you saw the trailers that, where you could be on Disney rides. I don't like those. Okay. They feel slow and clunky and not nice. It needed... I like the gameplay. I don't mind. The story. I don't mind. It was the flow. Right. Too many cutscenes broke it up. Yeah. Shorter cut. Definitely if you were going to do it, I'd say shorter cutscenes. Do ten five ten minute cutscenes, then do some gameplay, then do another five ten minute. Not here's an hour of cut because there are two or three points in the game where it is here have an hour of cutscenes. <laughs> in a, I mean that that to me uh, smells very much like that um, in a in a twenty eight hour game. So arguably without those just those three hour books, it's a twenty five. It's about a twenty hour game. Yeah, and that's just cutting out chunks of cutscenes. That's not if you cut all of them out. And yeah. there are a lot. Um, the one thing I did like, as opposed to previous games... It's almost like they, they made a game, and then it was like, actually, this is quite short. Yeah. We need to pad this shit. Yeah, it is. And the padding could have been done by adding more worlds, but they chose not to do that. That's what I'd have done, added more worlds. The one thing I do like about each world there's is... No, I'm guessing there's not really a much of an option for too much DLC, then, to unlock. There are areas... Worlds. In um, the gummy missions, uh, you can in the gummy missions they're different than each one. You do, in the previous gummy missions you had to fight things effectively. In this one you don't. You can avoid ninety nine percent of the stuff. There are other places you can go called I think they're called like treasure planets. Basic they're not treasure planet but they're like metal balls that have stuff in them. You could use those as uh, you could put mini worlds in those. I guess add more and put mini worlds in, but there's no point you know you played the main story what's the point yeah um the redeeming feature on each of these worlds is each world is split into sort of two halves you play sort of an hour and a half in the world and then you fight a mini uh, a mini boss effectively then you play the next hour and a half and fight another boss that's cool but not right i it, this is probably my third least favorite kingdom hearts game okay uh, my least favourite being Chain of Memories, which was the card-based one, if you've ever heard of that one. 
No. Yeah, it was a card-based one. Uh, and the other one being uh, Birth by Sleep 0.2, A Fragmentary Passage. Then it's Kingdom Hearts 3, Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep... No, Dream Drop Distance, 1, Birth by Sleep 2. If you want my list. But yeah, 3, not great, I'm afraid. Well... There's your couple of sentences. Yeah, <laughs> I still did it quicker than you, you bastard. Only just Only 15 just. minutes. 15 minutes, but um, still. I could have cut it down. Game well, to not be fair, good, game... too many cutscenes. End cutscenes make me more hype for 4, because for me, I think we're going into the Disney live-action universe. Good, right. Um, so yeah, To be that's... fair, there's not really any games to talk about that's coming out anyway. Uh, You've got DOA 6, Dead or Alive 6. If you like fighting games, I'm sure you'll like that. Um, you've got RBI Baseball 19 which is MLB Baseball with a new name and a reskin basically um, it's not the same game but it's basically the same game uh, you've got Devil May Cry 5 I'm sure that'll be a good game as well the DMC games generally are relatively good I've games I've never been a fan after 3 but that's me um, there are a couple of other games coming out around the same time as that uh, you've got The Occupation Left Alive uh, and also Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn on Extra the 3DS. Extra Epic. A 3DS? I thought they were stopping 3DS. I didn't think many more 3DS games were coming out. No. Um, I'm not sure. I honestly thought you were going to say Switch. Not too sure about what the occupation or Left Alive are about. I'm sure you can look at that yourselves. Uh, I know that's pretty shitty to say, but at the end of the day, um, it wouldn't. when I tried to click on the website, it won't give me any Yeah, it's been buggy at the minute, I think. Uh, um, other games that we've got uh, with firm release dates... Um, there is Tom Clancy's The Division 2, the Division which two. Uh, I'm sure fans of The Division will like. A game that um, I have heard a bit about is Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice. Uh, that's an action-adventure samurai game. Um, it looks pretty it looks pretty beautiful, to be fair. Uh, be interesting to see. Uh, funny enough, you've also got MLB The Show coming out uh, on PlayStation 4, so another baseball game there. Um uh, Assassin's Creed 3 is getting a remastered re-release. Which for me is my favourite because it balanced the run-around assassiny of the first two. Uh, the piece... And the bow of four. Yeah. I'm going to say four. The PC release of Tropico 6 is out. Um, Xbox and PS4 will be getting theirs but later on in the year. Um, and then that's, that's it. it basically. Um, there's a few other games coming out, but nothing that I can really touch on because more that games. That's next month. <laughs> that's next month for games that I, I haven't really heard of or heard anything about coming out as well. Um, but yeah, like I say, a slow month for gaming. But to be fair, we normally see more games coming out later in the year anyway. Yeah. Um, still early days for the year uh, in terms of game release. And I, I, I definitely, th I think part of the reason for the slower is a lot of people did think that Resi 2 being hyped, being a remake, being uh, uh, on the heels of Resi 1 remake, and Kingdom Hearts 3 being what people have basically been waiting 15, 17 years for, were going to dominate more than they did. Yeah. But yeah, that's gaming, guys. We rambled for four, you know, nearly for over half an hour of our two games <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to the news yeah we're going to move into the news uh, first news story is going to be uh, Ashtray oh. 
Um, yeah, first story of the news uh, is going to be once again from the Metro, obviously. Um, right, 135.6 million shares. I don't think that's actually gone up a lot this month. No, uh, but to be fair, we are hitting what I would imagine is going to be peak for that. Because um, I think when they're going by shares, they're not on about... I don't think they're not about shares of each news individual news story, but like shares of the Metro website. Ah, uh, by the person. Um, right. Or potentially, if they're taking it as... If one news story gets shared, then they're taking it as the Metro has been shared. Right, yeah. So when this one gets shared, that's one share. When the next news story gets shared, that's yeah. another. Whether 500 people or 5 million people Potentially. Share. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how their share system works. I don't right. really care, to be honest. But we're at 135.6 million shares. It's gone up dramatically. Go and watch... Go and Go and watch, watch the, the first, first episode. The first episodes. I, we actually told, said in that first episode, I, I, it's gone up. It's gone up. Um, and even anyway, if not, I'd imagine the Metro links from the description would still be active and valid. I, I can probably figure that out while you talk about this story. Um, so, yes, this is a, a naked man was saved after a fire at a brothel above a Chinese takeaway. Um, I think it's hilarious because all I can imagine is, is his wife, if he's married, uh, watching this going, Dave? Dave, is that you, Dave? You dirty fucking bastard. And getting really pissed off. Um, and I just think it's hilarious because the guy was naked. I mean, I get there was a fire, but surely he had enough time to pull on a pair of skivvies. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But apparently not. Uh, and I imagine yeah, the, f- the, link, the links are still, uh, are still alive. But I'd imagine that it's going to say... 135 million. Uh, it doesn't say because it's I'm the on mobile the mobile phone view. view. Yeah. But I'd imagine the news stories are current news stories, aren't they? Not the old ones. Probably. So, probably can't find it out that way. Let's see if I can... Yeah, even on the desktop site, it's not... It's not showing me right. See, I can't tell you. But if you... if you, Honestly, go back and... Uh... I'm sure we weren't in the hundreds of millions of shares at this point. I think we was only at 80. Oh, hold on, hold on. I might... I might be able to see it. 53.3 million on the first episode. So we've seen this climb by... Like, Nearly 100 million. Yeah, we, we've done really well. Uh, Metro has done really well. Um, but yeah, this guy... Um, obviously, he wasn't expecting the brothel to catch fire, uh, but I can't. Well, I don't think you do, do you? I just feel sorry for the fireman that had to that had to help him down, wangling his tackle because he's face. basically got his dick in the guy's face and his hand on his ass. Um, I mean, <laughs> I if feel you shove your dick in my face. My fi- my hand will be on your ass. It'll be going up the fucker. Police, police were um, were shortly called to the scene after for the welfare of the man I think also because brothels are illegal so I'd imagine that it would have been uh, to shut down the illegal brothel as well I just think it's hilarious um, that that he was naked I love how and stood above, above the fucking I, I, I love that how, uh, it's above uh, simply delicious takeaway <laughs> yeah I know um, I like the fact that it was described as an adult health club um you know, I don't think there's much going on there that's good for your health. You, you know what I mean? I mean, it depends what you're into. If you want to play doctor and nurses... Sticking on sticking on the naked, semi-naked theme oh, with this one. Yeah. Passenger strips down to his boxers and removes his socks, 
for duration of flight. I mean, we've seen, I'm pretty sure we've all seen those cringy-ass videos. Where they've got their horrible feet. They've got the dirty the feet fucking on the headrest of a seat. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? You're in a public place, put your feet down. You want to put your feet up, you do that shit at home in your hotel room. You don't do that shit next to someone or you pay for your fucking first class business class seat yeah. where you got the room to but this it. dude's like no mate they said make me feel at home I'm gonna fucking whip my trousers off and sit and have a fucking wank I don't think he had a wank I'm not saying he I had a wank I hope he didn't um, but <laughs> he might fucking well have done um, I just don't I don't understand what would possess someone to strip off and sit there semi naked during a flight I mean, I'm not saying the guy. Oh, excuse me. I'm not saying the guy wasn't clean, and didn't smell appropriately. But still, time and a place, dude. Yeah. Like I, time and a place. I would not have appreciated that. Did the the people kick? Did he get kicked off, or do we know if he got kicked off? But I mean, he got cold at some point, and he put on a jacket. Like, put your fucking trousers back on, like. Oh, uh, dirty. I mean, and I'm not. I'm not prudish in any way, and I'm not saying that. Oh, apparently he, he did get his pants back on at some point. <laughs> his pants did return onto him at some point. Two hours in, he stood up and took four mini bottles of wine from his from the car, car then fell asleep. asleep. And six hours, he got cold, so he put on his jacket. Like, I, I just. I just don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Um. I don't know. Oh dear, this is wrong. I don't understand what what was going through the guy's head, and more to the point, why the flight attendant, the flight attendant was asked pre-flight to get the guy to put his trousers back on, and she just shrugged. So it's like, like, like surely there's a. I mean, obviously he's covered. I'm not saying he had his tackle out or anything, but. Yeah, time and a place. Yeah, not not on a plane. But then again, if he was wearing shorts that were that length, even so. No, but I wouldn't want to sit next to him, would you? No, of course not. But but still, I mean, it's it's wrong. I think it would, if he was wearing sandals, because I don't think it's necessarily feet. I think it's when you see the base of someone's foot that 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 is that, that that's the point where yeah. you like dirty feet because. The base of your foot can get quite dirty. You're walking through your house, you know. I'm not saying you have a dirty house, but you are going to pick up dust and stuff. Yeah. And it is going to make your foot look dirty. And that is potentially why it's the base of the foot. I mean, I know that in um, Thailand culture and stuff like that, the, the base the, of the e foot... The Asian culture. Is, ...is considered a rude thing to show. Um, so maybe that's it. I mean, maybe if you had a pair of sandals on it, it wouldn't have been as bad maybe as bad I, I don't know for me I really don't know but I think it's I think it's the feet more than the boxers yeah uh, speaking of flights you heard uh, that one that shut down the other week leaving passengers stranded all over at shop oh yeah uh, fly BMI fly BMI yeah yeah uh, that's quite close to home because I literally live like a mile from the airport yeah. and the planes fly over my house uh, but no, they've 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 uh, gone into administration and shut down, and that's that. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to move on to the next story. Uh, excuse me. A healer has been raiding cemeteries and stealing corpses' kneecaps for spiritual protection. 
A Filipino medicine man says he raids the cemeteries to steal kneecaps from dead bodies to give himself spiritual protection. Um, I mean, he's a grave digger, basically, and he's a grave robber. Um, I mean, I thought this sort of shit had grown out of human culture. I thought it had, but apparently not. Um, this guy, he does what he says. They're not, they're, the kneecaps are not talismans, he says. They are. Uh, they need devotion and prayers. Um, they protect your family. They take you away from harm's way. Like gunshots, they could work as a shield or protection. Uh, no. No, 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 because if you shoot some fucker in the knee, you know, their kneecap explodes and they go down. So, no, they're not protection. It's desecration of uh, of a corpse. Um, It's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, on a on a humane and morality level, and it's archaic. Yeah, in the view that that they can that they can um, offer you some sort of protection. This is the same sort of thing that in um, some African cultures they kill and eat albino Africans. Yeah, uh, because they believe them to to be magic and voodoo or. The idea that you can kill a lion and drink the blood of that lion and take the strength yeah. of that lion. It's very archaic in its view. Um, and like I say, I, I thought this sort of stuff had mainly grown out of human culture, but so apparently not. So did I, not. but I guess, I guess not. Um, um, moving on. Moving on. this guy needs a slap. Uh, just, just an FYI, guys. Uh, these first four stories are the top four trending stories on yeah. the Metro yeah. at a time of reading. So... Uh, First class row after homeowner asked for post box to be moved because he widened his gaze. He's had some lovely, lovely brickwork and... Uh, Double raw, wide gates. Raw tie-in uh, gates put in. Um, but instead of having the one gate where he used to have, he's now widened that to a double wide gate. Um, and now he's in a row with the male because he wants... Uh, the post box that was in front, that's now in front of the gate, moved. Uh, no, because for you, a start off, before you widen the gate, it would have been um, an option to contact to see if they would move the box before putting the yeah. gate in. But no, what he's done instead is he's going to put all this money into it and had all this done, and it's a hundred-year-old post box. It's not um, a new post box. It's one of the original post boxes to have been when, put in. When they redesign them, yeah, it's one of the, the. It'll be one of the first new ones. Um, and therefore, you know, no. Uh, not only that, by the looks of it, the block paving work that he's uh, had, had put done. in has been done, uh, been put around the box. Yeah. So, even more so, no, because you've. You've completed work around it which means that you've decided that you would happily keep it there so tough shit yeah no, this, this guy is an idiot for doing it in the first place he must have known the post box was there he must have done yeah of course he did because it's been there forever and then he's had this work done and he wants. Uh, he wants it. This moving. is another classic case of I'm entitled. Yeah. And unfortunately, you're not, sir. No, you're not. You're a twat. So, um, I for me, I 
If I was Royal Mail, I wouldn't move it either. If he'd have asked me before he'd have done it, I would have done it. I would have considered it, yeah. But now that he's just gone and done it, I'd be like, no. Uh, actually, sir, because you've uh, interfered with our mailbox, uh, we're going to press charges and you'll probably have to shorten your gate again at your own cost. Yeah. So, uh, fuck you, knobhead. Uh, last one. This is a uh, this is this isn't a funny story. This is actually an interesting one. Um, a fourteen-year-old boy. That's right, fourteen. One four. Created a nuclear reactor in his bedroom. He is like one of the youngest people to actually achieve um, nuclear fission, uh, fusion. Sorry, not fission. Uh, nuclear fusion. In fact, he actually did thirteen. Um, according to this uh, later on it must have been that he uh, presented it at the age of 14 Um, he's now regarded by experts as the youngest in the US to be able to do it and maybe the youngest in the world to achieve what he's done Um, and this for me is one of these stories that just shows you that the next generation are smarter than us yeah I know that it looks like they're not but there are a lot of them out there that are smarter than us. And that's the way it's supposed to work. We are supposed to hand over what we know to the next generation and they are supposed to take that from a young age yeah. and expand no, definitely. on it. Definitely. No, this guy's very clever. Um, he, he's done it and he's done well. Um, he spent around $10,000 on parts, which is a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. If my 13, 14-year-old child came to me and went, Dad, I need 10 grand to build a nuclear reactor. I go, fuck off. I ain't got 10 grand to spend on anything, mate. But, you know... He had to spare 10 grand. First thing you'd do is buy a new car. Yeah, I mean, I get that... Um, I get that, you know, his parents may may have more money than the average parent. I mean, they must to be able to afford uh, this kind of McGuff. But then again, it depends on how long it actually took him to build it. Yeah, if he's been working on it for two three years you know i mean you break that down three grand a year isn't horrible no if he's built it over three years not at all um but no i think it's an amazing story that a 14 year old lad has managed to create a fully working nuclear reactor to the point that he's created electricity yeah um it means that um in fact, 12 months. It he took him a year to build it. A year. So, 10 grand in a year is quite a steep amount of money. But, but fair play to his parents for doing it. But to be fair, this has probably just earned him scholarships to college, university. So, that's no, they're, they're no longer yeah, going to pay what, that. Yeah, because it's about 10 grand a year in America anyway for uni. Yeah, so... So, if he's just... His parents have just basically got him free university. Well, they've got him, what? Uni, say, what, a three-year course... So they paid one year for a three-year course. No, because the scholarship normally is paid all the way through. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they've yeah. given him ten grand for this, so they've paid for one year. Yeah, yeah. But was was he by the time he in four years? And clearly, it wasn't a big deal to them now. So in four years, they're not even going to notice the no. ten grand. So no, really well done, lads. This is one of those stories that. Uh, is, is definitely... And my uh, guess is is that he'll probably end up with a scholarship, but that scholarship will be tied in with a job with a massive energy company yeah. that are going to be wanting him to design and build massive scale versions of his own work or similar works um, and upgrading and whatever else. And we could... 
for all we know, this young lad, um, in fact, we've not actually said his name, which is a bit disrespectful. Um, where is it? That's Jackson Oswald. Um, Jackson, well done. From Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, in, yeah in, in 20 years, we can be talking about Jackson the same way we do about uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, or Bill Gates. Or Albert Einstein. Steve Jobs. I mean, Stephen this is Hawking. It. It could be, he, to me, is probably one of the next ones. Yeah. Uh, I have just added a quick... Oh, for the love of Christ, here we go. Uh, I have just added another one, just to end on a little bit more of a high note. Uh, a beautician may have to rename her nail bar because it's called Hand Jobs. Now, these stories are pissing me off. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Like, Well, for a start off, when you go to have your nails done and a pedicure, you get a hand job. They moisturise your hands, they treat your nails, they cut your cuticles, yeah, they look after your hand. You're having a job done on your hand. Yes, it's a, it's a relatively dirty play It's on a double words, entendre. But why the fuck not? Hairdressers have been doing this shit for years. So why not? I don't. I, I'm getting sick yeah, to cut death. Up, cut above the rest and all that. I mean, I've seen this now. Uh, this same sort of story a couple of times. Yeah. Um, recently, and I um, I really, 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 really want Elon Musk to hurry up and finish his space project so we can fuck off to another planet. I am. Well, what's he said now? Twenty twenty-five. He's looking to be on Mars with people. Yeah. I'm telling you now, mate, the, the first flight off this planet, I'm taking. Because I think 2020 is when they want to do the first uh, like manned orbit, isn't it? Yeah. And then 2025, he hopes to have people on, on it. There. I mean, I... I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, feel free to uh, like say, send me I'm, a site. I'm done with the... With yeah, with that way of with the way of thinking of of the community with the of, of entitled Earth. prissy fox. Yeah, I, I I'm sick to death of it. No kid is going to walk past that and go hand jobs. <laughs> They're well, going to have I mean, a little. Will, but the well, 13, no teenagers the will. Thirteen to sixteen age. Yeah. yeah, but before that, no kid's going to understand it anyway. Um, at the end, I don't think there's. A, I, I don't see the problem in it. I really don't. The problem is, is this is happening in Perkins Township, Ohio. It's probably a Christian state. Built, it's probably. I think, I think it is a Bible Belt one. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the problem where you have, where religion has seemingly a little bit too much in the way of control over the way shit works. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, we need to evolve. Yeah. Our no, way of, definitely. Our way of thinking. Um, and that's where we're going to end it. We've been rambling on for well over an hour again. Um, it's been a good story uh, day today, I think. It has. You know, you've had your reviews, you've and, had your news, um, you've had your upcomings, you've had our thoughts, our feelings. And uh, also, guys, um, there, is, there is one thing, and uh, I will say if you, thank you to our SoundCloud yes, listeners. You definitely. You, you guys have... Uh, not to detract as much from YouTube, but uh, you SoundCloud guys have been... Uh, you've been listening, you've been liking, you've been sharing, you're... Uh, active. Yeah. Uh, that's what we like. We like to see active people. Uh, I'd like to see some feedback. Uh, that's what I'd like. I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ask us some questions. I mean, like... if you thought we're, we're terrible, horrible, tell me. Yeah. I want to know. Do you know why? Because I don't care. Yeah. I just... I want to know what you think. If you think we ramble too much, fine. 
Um, you're probably not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to stop it unfortunately no. it's just the way we, we have tried in we the past we are this way um, um, but, but no. if you want to ask us uh, our opinions on anything where you could ask us I don't know let me let me pull something out of my arse right now uh, what do we think of the upcoming Tetris 99 yeah if you want to I mean I've, I've seen the trailer have you no it's basically going to be Battle Royale with Tetris okay Fair enough. Yeah. So, but do you want our opinion on that? Uh, do you want to know what we think about uh, Disney, uh, the, the the old Disney movies where they did blackface? Yeah. Do you want us to comment on that? You know, ask us and we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, we are we have spoken in the past about potentially uh, looking at other podcast platforms we can look at. Yeah. Um, potentially doing a different podcast. Uh, maybe you've got some ideas for us that we can we can look yeah. into. Um, you know, you know, something where we could maybe do one topic for sort of twenty minutes and that half an hour, and then call it a day. Yeah, you know, um, it it'd be interesting to to see. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love to hear some feedback from you all. Um, I think I mean, it doesn't have to be gaming, movie, or news. I mean, that's what we know the most. But if you guys said, actually, I'd be really interested in you commenting on some true crime story I mean, uh, I mean that was that was one of my ideas potentially for a for a future podcast anyway uh look at that sort of stuff uh you know we are or you we know. are very eclectic in yeah. what we will what we will be willing to talk about we're not scared to talk about any subject really no we do try and stay clear of politics because we get angry um and also because there's enough of that shit going on yeah, in the media the, that we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I'd love to hear some feedback. If yeah. you can, if drop us drop us feedback at any I point. Mean, even do you want to hear us talk about ghost stories? Yeah. yeah. Let us know what you want us to talk about, guys. Um, uh, and next month we might actually say this at the start if we remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But thanks lovely. for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, bye. Bye.